We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the country throughout Australia from which we conduct our podcast. We would like to pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Beers and Tears. Today, I'm joined with Joe Mungovan. How are you today? Very good. You nailed it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So, what are you? What have you been up to today? Just uh, lots of albumy stuff, like lots of press, and yeah, just getting ready to release this thing on Wednesday. So it's very oh, exciting. Fun. And so you've been making music for a little while now. Do you remember the moment that it kind of, well, you realised it was something that you wanted to pursue, I guess? Yeah, well, I I think it was, I remember the first time I ever listened to the um, Bon Iver album, Forever Forever Ago. And after hearing that album, I was like, I, I kind of want to do this. Like th- that that made me feel pretty pretty good after listening to that album. And I was like, if I can if I can make something that makes other people feel the way that that album made me feel the first time I heard it, then it was like that would be a pretty good feeling. So yeah, sweet. I think that was it. Yeah, so it would have been like two thousand and eight or nine or something. Cool. Do you, who yeah. who are your other inspirations like besides Bon Iver or Bon Iver, however you say it? I had so many. I like I listen. I love listening to such a wide range of music. Anywhere from like Fat Freddy's Drop. I love a lot of Maori reggae. I think they make incredible yeah. reggae over there. Um, to like Yoat Beving, to Leslie Feist, to Paul Simon. I don't know. I just yeah. I love to listen to a wide range of music and I uh, kind of draw inspiration from all of it. I think nice. And so you released some tracks earlier this year, including like that, mm-hmm. Lemon and Line, Soaking Up the Sunshine. Um, which is your favourite of the released tracks so far and why? Oh, it's so hard to say. We we just, um, the band and I, we just did some album preview shows um, back in at the end of October and like playing the songs live, it like gives you a new appreciation for the older ones because, you know, like you're working on the newer ones. But I think maybe Lemon and Lime. I, I really, I really like that song. I think that's probably one of my favourites on the album. And I mean, I like all of them, but yeah, yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah. Especially when you spend so much time making music, it's like you can get so deep into it. And I think because I released those songs earlier in the, earlier in the year. So it's kind of like giving me the space to not have to think about like mixing them and hearing them all the time. So it's like nice to now just be able to kind of appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. And so Like That is your most recent one. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that track about? Uh, well, the whole album is kind of about um, about a girl that I met in uh, when I was touring in Europe back in 2019. Um, and, yeah, just a, just a crazy story. She kind of um, ended up, I, I met her after a show in Berlin and um, she cut my hair at like four o'clock in the morning um, after the show. And then ended up coming on the rest of the European tour with me. And then um, I came back to Australia and she flew over here and we went on a road trip. And then, um, but that's when uh, COVID kind of started. So she, we had to get her back to um, back to Germany. And I wrote this song after um, after that. And it's just kind of a song about reflecting about the, the time that we spent together. And um, yeah, the whole album's kind of about um, slowing down in COVID and just reflecting on the past years of touring because I've just been I haven't really had the time to do that um so it's been nice to it was nice to like just have that 
time to be able to look back and and um reflect rather than just keep moving and yeah yeah for sure are you still in contact with her no unfortunately that uh that fizzled out but uh, yeah that's it a new day I know. It's a bit of an almost famous. Have you seen the movie Almost Famous? I haven't, no. Oh, you should watch it. It's really <laughs> But, yeah, they're like, there's this, like, little journalism kid and he ends up going on tour with this band mm. in the 70s. They just oh, yeah, I'll check it out. That. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, so. The- I'm just going through. I, I have a drink here. I'm just going to crack it. Oh, yeah, crack it open. I've got, like, an ice matcher, like, a half drunken, drunken, drunk ice matcher. Um, here, what are you drinking? Um, I'm on the uh, Young Henry's. Oh, beauty, beauty. Mm. These tracks, I'm assuming, will be on the upcoming album, Flower in the Weeds. Mm-hmm. I like this title. How did you, where did it come from? How'd you come up with it? Thank you. Uh, it's the lyrics for, from one of the songs, but I feel like when I was listening back to the album, I was like, that line in that song encapsulates the concept of the whole album so well um as the album was kind of my like bury my head in the sand a a sort of attempt of like just ignoring everything to do with COVID and just trying to uh trying to focus on the good things in life because I feel like if I did go down the path of kind of writing songs about the anxiety that COVID invoked and that kind of thing that it could have been uh mm-hmm. I could have gone down a pretty dark hole so I was like no I'll just I'll just start writing songs about uh, about life and you know sun watching the sunset and just all that kind of good stuff and so I felt like it was kind of you know that was my flower in the weeds like just it was just a shit show but like I was just trying to focus on the flower and just yeah I, I guess that's where I came from yeah cool I mean there's only so many songs you can write about being stuck inside and (laughs) (laughs) so I feel like you chose the right pathway there yeah 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 it felt it feels like I did too and I mean the the, it's got a very kind of um summery breeze feel to this album so it's coming out in November and it's you know it's feeling good and did you find that you were more creative during being able to like have that time to yourself or it was like lacking a little bit of motivation no I felt so creative I was so ready for that um I didn't realize that I was but um just because I've been touring so hard for you know the past however many years I um I definitely felt like slowing down and uh I moved out into the bush I lived down in a place called Kangaroo Valley. Um, I set up a studio. I was living in a house by myself. I'd go weeks without seeing other humans and I'd just be talking to kangaroos and wombats and the cows. And I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah, going a little bit crazy, but also having a, a great time. The the house that I was living in is just a, in a beautiful spot. Um, and I just ended up living there for like a year and a half because COVID hit and I was just like, well, I'm not doing anything. I'm just going to stay here and write music. And I was able to kind of just do whatever I wanted at any time because there was no houses around. So I could play drums at three o'clock in the morning if I wanted to, or um, yeah, I just had the freedom and I had the time and I was able to kind of just get into a really good creative space and just smash out this album. And I don't think I would have been able to if it wasn't for COVID. So it's kind of, yeah. On, on that hand, it, it was a very positive experience. Yeah, nice. Where Where is Kangaroo Valley? I feel it sounds like a lovely place to write an album. <laughs> yeah, it is a lovely place. It's uh, kind of 
if you're heading down the coast, down the east coast of New South Wales, that is, um, and you go going down from Sydney, keep going down through Wollongong, and it's just kind of inland a bit from um, from Nowra. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. So just like out of Wollongong area. Yeah. 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 Cool. So this album, how many tracks? Are we looking at? 12 tracks. Cool. And did you have any influences? Did you even listen to music while you were writing the album or was it strictly just album music? No, I, w- I wouldn't say. I didn't block everything out, but I think I kind of, yeah, I, 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 there's nothing that I can say directly influenced it um, that, I, that I know about. I mean, I think subconsciously you're always um, absorbing different things and um, you're, I, I feel like I'm, I'm constantly just uh, getting ideas and, and hearing things and even things people say or a, a melody I hear in my head, it just kind of pops up. It obviously stems from somewhere, but I couldn't tell you an exact reference of something that inspired the album. Oh. I think because I've been working on music for so long, it's like everything kind of, you know, you just get a, a little taste of everything and you just kind of roll with that uh yeah so <laughs> and so it's been a little while since your last album was released mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. does it feel putting another well, this, is, this is actually my first album so oh, this is your first album yeah 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 what was the other one um I've done a bunch of EPs before so it's probably one of those I did do a nine track EP which a lot of people thought was an album, but yeah, yes, I I didn't feel like it was an album because it wasn't kind of it, it felt just like a, a collection of songs rather than right. a um kind of a, a flowing thought. I like that idea of that because I always wonder about albums because for me I like albums with like story you know like you listen to it and there's like you know where you're going you're going on a bit of a journey and then I like yeah, the yeah. fact that EPs are kind of just like some songs like they don't mm. have to necessarily all be together but they're just for sure in an area I think they both have their space definitely yeah cool okay well first album that's even more important and more crazy how does it feel putting out a debut album feels great I'm very excited um I've always wanted to to release an album and I'm I'm really stoked with the the one that I've made so yeah feeling really good excited to release it get it out hit the road play some shows over summer um and yeah just just get out there and um and do the music thing again yeah nice have you got like a little release day party or slash celebration planned yeah yeah there'll be celebration (laughs) (laughs) but uh, I'm gonna hit the road um on the weekend starting a tour it's called breakfast with joe tour and uh, i'll be playing at a different cafe every morning up and down the east coast of new south wales nice that sounds awesome yeah it should be good um i initially wanted to do the full album tour with the band and um the national tour but obviously i had to push that back till next year so this is kind of my um temporary answer to playing shows yeah sweet where where would you want to play if you could go and play along i know i i I can't wait to 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 do the national tour and hopefully head over to europe and and get touring over there again yeah nice so what would you say is different the process of making this album how would you say it was different to sort of your eps and the your previous works that you've done i don't think it was too much different as far as what my process was with making the songs, I think it was just more that I, as I said before, that I had the time to reflect on uh, reflect on the past few years. And I felt like 
in the past, it's kind of just been dribs and drabs of songs where I've had time in between tour to grab that idea or grab that idea and 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 turn it into something and then go away and come back and do that again. So it's kind of been like, uh, I guess it's felt, it hasn't felt like a continuous thing. And um, even though some of the ideas, musical ideas and concepts came for, for this album came to me a long time ago, I had that sort of year to be able to flesh them all out in the same period where I was kind of um, having the same approach to songwriting and using the same kind of sounds uh, with the way that I was playing and um, the way that I was singing and yeah and I just feel like in the past it's 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 the, the songs have come to me in a in in a different kind of uh, time um, but th- now I had time to be able to do it all just in the in the same sitting. It kind of felt like yeah, more of a holistic album approach. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, do you have a favorite song on the album that isn't out yet? Um, yeah, I, there's a song called Stella that I really like. Um, I, I think that that's probably my favorite one that hasn't been released yet. It's hard to say. I kind of feel bad when I like choose a favorite one. Yeah. It's like picking it's a bad for the other ones, you know? It's like, I still <laughs> like you guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, does said girl know that these songs are, is it like defined that this is about the story of you guys or does she know that these songs are about her? Or is it kind of just, we're going to put it out there and surprise? Yeah, yeah, she she knows. Yeah, yeah, she knows. Oh. Cool. I think there's one song yeah, she hasn't heard from, but yeah, she does. She's aware. Oh, that's good. Was it a nice response? Yeah, I mean, well, I I wrote these songs when we were um, still in contact. We were doing the long distance thing, so it was kind of yeah, interesting time. But she, I I would I would show her the songs. And, yeah. Cool, lovely. And so you've played many of many shows and festivals, etc., and you've got more coming up. Um, mm-hmm. What I like to kind of end the episodes on is a horror story where it kind of everything went wrong nothing like just shit hit the fan essentially and then a really happy memory where it was like your favorite gig ever oh god after a show in paris i had my gear stolen once that was pretty pretty bad um but then luckily i was you know i had so many good friends that sent me gear and sent me things to play with and um uh yeah i was i was kind of i kind of just put out a post online and I was like can someone help me like I've got no gear and um I'm I'm kind of yeah stuck in a foreign country but that yeah that was that was horrible but I think like I was super lucky to have some friends um over there that would mail me different things that I needed microphones and pedals and and leads um and then and a, a great memory I've got so many great movies. It's hard to just pinpoint one. I th- I think it's like I, I I like it when you know your your friends come to your gigs and it's just like it's a good feeling. You got your family there as well, and sometimes friends get up and play with you or sing with you. And um, these last few gigs that we've played for the album preview shows have felt really good. It's the first time back playing with the band in so many years, and it's like it's feeling really good. So I'll go with that. The last few shows. Yeah. Nice. And did you end up getting your gear back or was it just kind of gone? No, it was gone. Um, oh, I, I'd had I'd had a bit to drink when it got stolen, and then I was in the uh, in like at one of the police stations in Paris, like trying to figure out like there was a translator there, and it was just like so confusing. And they were basically just like, "Yeah, we can't track down your stuff." Was it like a lot of gear, like really hell expensive. Um, it luckily. It, 
okay, luckily my guitar wasn't, my guitar didn't get stolen um, and I had my passport on me. Um, so that was good. But, yeah, it was like a bunch of pedals and microphones and, um, yeah, there was a bunch of money in the bag as well. But you live and you learn, I guess. Yeah, that's so annoying. It just, yeah. like, sometimes you just got to detach from that stuff, hey. <laughs> it's yeah, like- I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's just something that happens, I guess, in life and it's materialistic things, so it's not the end of the world, but it just does make things a little bit more tricky. Yeah. Did you still have a lovely rest of the tour? Yeah, so good. So good. I actually after that after that uh incident, I got a I got an email from a couple that I was sitting next to on the plane on the way over. They um they'd looked me up online because they asked for my name when I was on the on the plane. They'd looked me up online and and he'd sent me an email and he said, Joe, like where where are you going? What what are your plans? We'd love to see you again. Um, and I emailed him back and I was like, well, I'm just in Paris. I just got all my stuff stolen and kind of explained it to him. And, um, they had very, very broken English. I like could, you know, still communicate with them, but they told me that they were living on a farm about two hours out of Paris and that I should come and visit them. And I was kind of down in the dumps at the time with all the stuff getting stolen. So I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll just go down. So I jumped on a train and they um, drove to the train station to come and pick me up. They drove driven 45 minutes to the train station and they picked me up and took me back to their little farm. He had a little studio set up on his farm and we stayed there for two nights. And then um, they ended up driving me around the French countryside for two weeks. We went down into Switzerland and um, yeah, they just kind of adopted me. And it was, uh, it was just such a magical time. We, they they took me to meet a lot of their friends in France and we'd wake up in the morning and drink wine and eat cheese and it was just a very <laughs> special time in my life. Um, so I guess, you know. There you go. The butterfly effect. Yeah, that's it. I love that. Well, I guess that's a happy thing that comes up. There's always good things that come from a bad situation. Yeah, exactly. It that's it. A flare on the weeds, eh? Exactly. <laughs> exactly just saw that one back in perfect well thank you so much for joining me today it's been a pleasure no worries thank you for having me no worries um hopefully i'll get to see you come to melbourne at some point in time and play next year we'll be there and i'll come down and we'll have a boogie and a beer and a good time and no sounds like a fabulous fingers crossed yeah yeah let's not even bring that up no no (laughs) this is vegas well yeah thank you so much i usually do a bit of a cheers at the end of my episodes so cheers cheers yamas yamas